Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. Uh, this is going to be the last episode of the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast, but of course, on this feed, there are going to continue being fantasy football podcasts. So, uh, Drew Dinkmeyer and I have an exciting little announcement for you guys, but of course, this is going to be also the last episode of our fantasy football team previews. This time, we will be covering the Washington Redskins. And uh, before we get into that, I, of course, need to tell you about RotoExperts.com, which is not going anywhere. Uh, that is still going to be our our hub for all of our premium fantasy football content. Uh, you will get our uh, all of our ultimate guides to drafts. Uh, I just released an article, my guys, my top fantasy football targets at every position for every draft and format. They are my most owned guys across all fantasy football leagues, all the big money leagues that I am playing in this year. And uh, you can get 10% off of rotoexperts.com using the promo code MATTEK, M-A-T-T-E-K, and uh, that subscription is $39.99, and you can get 10% off. So a pretty freaking good deal. Now, diving into maybe one of the least interesting fantasy football teams of uh, of recent memory, uh, the Washington Redskins. They will be starting Case Keenum at quarterback at the beginning of the year. Dwayne Haskins will be the backup. Uh, Colt McCoy may potentially get in there at uh, at some point, although uh, you know it's not a, it's it's not for sure if he's going to be healthy enough to play because he has a leg injury still so, like stemming from things that happened last season. So as of right now, the starting quarterback for this team is Dwayne Haskins or uh, or Case Keenum. Haskins, we have projected to come in around week eight or week nine. Colt McCoy might get in there if he's healthy. None of these guys are relevant for fantasy football at all. I mean, I guess... In a two-quarterback league, uh, if you were if you were truly stuck and you had no other quarterbacking answers, uh, certainly Dwayne Haskins or Case Keenum or Colt McCoy's median projection at quarterback is going to be better than the wide receiver forty-five or whatever. You know, because really, if it's a super flex league or a two-quarterback league, that's that or a super flex league, that's really the question that you're asking. And in a two-quarterback league, you have to be starting a quarterback, but. I think that even in, you know, deep formats, even in formats where you're rostering a third quarterback, I don't really think that I would be like in the Scott Fishbowl, sure, Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, they should be on rosters because both of them are exceedingly likely to see targets this year. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are slam dunk owning them. So just to give you guys an idea of of, of how bad things were. So Alex Smith uh, played in 10 games. Uh, Josh Johnson started three games. He averaged 147 passing yards per game. Colt McCoy started two games. He averaged 124 yards per game. Mark Sanchez, this is not a joke, Mark Sanchez started a game for Washington last year. He had 69 passing yards and 35 passing attempts in that game for three interceptions. Um, Both Josh Johnson and Colt McCoy either threw more interceptions or equaled the number of touchdowns they threw with interceptions. 
this is this is a bad, 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 bad football team, and you really should not be super invested in their passing game. Uh, so that's how we feel about the quarterbacks. Moving to the running backs, they have three guys who are going to make the roster for sure. Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis, Chris Thompson. Bryce Love is starting the season on the physically unable to perform list. Uh, he and he, So he's coming off of the, uh, the ACL tear that he had in college. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, the former round four pick from Oklahoma University. Uh, he actually got some praise from Jay Gruden, said that he has been the team's most impressive running back in the OTAs. However, uh, I don't think that P. Ryan is going to make the team. I think it's probably more likely that he does not. So I think they're going to be Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis, and Chris Thompson. Thompson actually is a value. He's got an ADP of 190th overall on uh, on draft, and I think that's pretty appropriate. I think he's a good like a good cash game target on draft if you are still getting in best ball drafts. Uh, I also think he's a decent zero running back target uh, just because there are obviously going to be some weeks where you just need to find someone who's going to get in there and play. Uh, it, it's a little encouraging to me that he actually played in the preseason, so them just putting him out there in the preseason vindicates reports that have been out there that started coming out in May that this is the healthiest that Chris Thompson has has felt in a while, and I actually sort of disagree with the idea that as far as running backs go, Chris Thompson is a low upside option, because he could be very similar to like what Jalen Richard did last year, where I, I think, you know, a 70 catch season is pretty firmly in the range of outcomes for Chris Thompson. And, uh, you know, let's not forget that this is a guy with uh, extended fantasy football success in uh, in the past. So in 2017, he had four touchdowns on 54 targets, also ran the ball 64 times. Uh, in 2016, he played in all 16 games, had 68 rushes, three touchdowns, 62 targets gets two receiving touchdowns and was, you know, a very viable fantasy football player in that year. So that's how I feel about Chris Thompson. In terms of Adrian Peterson, I think clearly last year was about the ceiling as to what you could expect on a a seven-win Washington team. He got 251 rushing attempts, 1,042 yards, seven rushing touchdowns, uh, only 26 targets in the passing game, 1.3 receptions, per game only averaged, uh, you know, he, he just was really, he was really not used in the passing game at all, which is, you know, what we should come to expect. And he also is now going to be dealing with Darius Geis, who is on the roster, who probably would have been a much higher draft pick coming out of LSU. He went in the second round at 59th overall. There were some sort of behavioral concerns, I guess, is uh, the, is why you would say it. He had some off-field concerns. Never never sounded like anything real crazy, but uh, he came back and played in the preseason after tearing his ACL in the preseason. Last year, he looked okay in his preseason games, and I, I get why drafters are excited about Darius Geis. Uh, he basically is a, a rookie running back, and rookie running backs are generally good fantasy football targets, especially the later you get in drafts. The trouble that you're going to have with starting or using Darius Geis in fantasy football is the same that you would have with Adrian Peterson. Uh, they're, They're going to be splitting work. I don't think Adrian Peterson is going to the bench. I don't know how much Darius Geis is going to play in the passing game due to the presence of Chris Thompson, and he plays for a really bad team. This is going to be a bad team that loses a lot of games, going to be in a lot of negative game scripts. They're going to, you know, suit themselves more 
to Chris Thompson than they would to Geis. So, well, I don't think it's impossible that Geis has some really strong outings. You know, maybe he has a couple weeks with, you know, 22, 25 fantasy points. I don't think that he's going to be a particularly consistent option at the position, and therefore he's just not someone who makes a ton of my rosters. Moving to the wide receivers, there is truly no one here worth talking about. Josh Doxson might not even make the 53. Paul Richardson is the starting wide receiver opposite him, and he is not even gained, uh, you know, he's not played in the preseason yet after coming off of his shoulder injury. Jordan Reed suffered a concussion in the preseason, uh, though he expects to be ready for the start of the season. That's a tight end. So the guy that I draft, and, and I take him in the 18th round quite a lot, is Trey Quinn from SMU. Uh, he's a pure slot wide receiver. He's six feet tall, 200 pounds. Um, he is basically, I, I think, probably a very good candidate to be similar to what the combination of Jameson Crowder, Maurice Harris, and uh, Trey Quinn himself were last year, where they had they posted high catch rates, they posted low touchdown rates, and they, you know, their target projection for any given game in that slot role would be between four to eight targets, kind of depending on the game plan and how things went. But Trey Quinn is is a great example of a guy who, who he, he probably offers zero league winning upside. In fact, I would say almost certainly he offers zero league winning upside, but he does offer, uh, you, you, if you guys remember Danny Amendola, when he played for the Rams, was actually this sort of player where he would never score touchdowns, but he would just get so many targets, uh, like that. So in 2010, Danny Amendola played 16 games, 123, 123 targets, three touchdowns. He averaged 5.6 yards per target, 43 yards per game. Uh, And in 2012, he played in 11 games, had 101 targets, 666 yards, 6.6 yards per target. That's a a really close example of uh, of like what uh, an upside Trey Quinn season would be like this year. So, you know, obviously nothing to go super crazy about, but certainly enough to be interested in rostering him, especially in deeper formats. Uh, in the draft basketball championship where you just need someone who's going to be able to get you some points in some weeks. That's an example of where I would take Trey Quinn. Next, uh, the tight ends, Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis are still the guys here. Uh, not a ton to say about Jordan Reed that you guys don't already know. Uh, he talked all offseason about feeling healthy. However, he was forced from the preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons with a possible concussion. Redskins, uh, Redskins coach Jay Gruden expects Jordan Reed to be ready for the start of the season. He said, we're quite confident that Jordan will be fine. It's hard for me to believe that his seventh documented concussion is going to lead to him being fine, getting through the concussion protocol and all of that. But if that is the case, then, you know, that is the case. And we know that a healthy Jordan Reed is a good fantasy football player. We know that he probably will lead this offense in targets. And that should be good enough for us at a tight end position that simply does not have a lot going for it in terms of targets. You know, last year, targets were at a, at a trough at the tight end position. And only six guys saw more than 100 targets. I would estimate that that probably will be the same this year. And if Jordan Reed is healthy, there's a very good chance that he is able to be one of those elite volume uh, tight ends. And, uh, you know, that that makes him worth drafting to me. I'm a little bit less bullish on him in best ball leagues where once he gets hurt, he just clogs up a roster spot. I like him a little bit more in like 
very top-heavy tournaments like the FFPC main event or other formats like that where you're being rewarded for, uh, you know, taking risks more than you are building safe, you know, kind of uh, non-fragile rosters. So that would be an example of where to take Jordan Reed. But that is going to do it for us here. This was uh, great fun doing the fantasy football team previews with you guys on the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast as we rebrand into uh, a new and even better podcast with some of our uh, co-hosts from the Daily Roto and Sports Grid Network. I hope that you guys continue to enjoy it, but please make sure to uh, lock down your subscription to rotoexperts.com. The NFL 365 package is only $39.99, and you can get 10% off of that using the promo code MATTEK, M-A-T-T-E-K. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 